this life is short and in the blink of an eye everything could be changed so every moment just hold on to it and appreciate it for what it is it's a blessing welcome to blink of an eye life stories of trauma loss awakenings and epiphanies beginning with one mom's journal entries recorded in real time of a catastrophic diving accident rendering her teenage son paralyzed from the neck down and the courageous fight to save his life. Told through unedited text and journal entries and inspiring guest interviews, Blink of an Eye will take you on a powerful journey of advocacy and hope and an unvarnished look at the true nature of our relationships and interconnectedness in the face of an event that changes everything. It's already June, which means we're getting close to the launch of season two in just three weeks. I'm so excited to share with you the next chapter of the story. In today's bonus episode, though, we're going back to the first chapter, day one, the day of Archer's accident, as seen through the eyes of three of his friends, who were right there with him at the beach. James Schmucker, Danny Gianoscoli, and Parker Mitchell. They reflect on that moment on the beach when they first realized something was wrong. Pulling Archer out of the water and calling Beach Patrol in the aftermath on the beach and in Cape May. So I am blessed to introduce you to Parker Mitchell. Parker is one of Archer's good friends from high school, McDonough School, and lacrosse buddies. They have done a piece of hanging out together. And Parker was visiting us the week of August 5th, 2015, five years ago in Cape May. So I'm just really happy to see you, Parker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really awesome to see you too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It is. It's, it's just good to see you. I, I want to take us back five years because not only do we have this opportunity to look back that might be unique, but you and I have not even seen each other. Uh, so right. not just, we haven't talked about it. We haven't even seen each other. And you're such a good friend of, of Archer's. So just a little bit of catching up. I, I remember vividly uh, your being there at, in our house that week. And uh, in particular, you know, the night before and then the day of after Archer had gone to work. And so maybe that's a good place to start, but we can start wherever you would like. The week was probably one of the most fun weeks I think that I've really ever had. Um, you guys are so welcoming and like that was right when me and Archer kind of um we were close and obviously we had played MLC together when we were really young before he had came to McDonough so we knew each other but we really didn't become as close as we were uh pretty much up until that point and then kind of once we got up there I mean it was amazing just going to the beach every day and hanging out with the Gianoscolis when we met the Gianoscolis they are they're an amazing family but definitely the the night before the day before and the day of are the most vivid days by far just because it seemed like time 
it seemed like time took a lot longer just because, you know, I never really, I didn't really know what was going on. So the night before, uh, I think was when we were playing croquet, right? Yeah, we were, you guys were doing your midnight croquet. Yeah. Um, you were like 9 p.m. or 10 whenever you started. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day it was sort of like, because Dan wasn't around either. I went over to hang out at Dan's house, the Giannoscalis, but they weren't home. None of them, none of them are home. So they were just letting me hang out uh, around. And I remember, Arch, I forget when Archer usually got off, but he usually came right home because he didn't want to leave me just doing, you know, nothing. Uh, and I remember it was taking Archer a little bit longer than usual to come home, which I was, I mean, I didn't really think any much of it just because I knew he sometimes liked to get in the water after. So, and I didn't really, I was just kind of hanging out. So I wasn't really thinking much, um, but it just got to a point where I knew something was up, but, you know, just, I didn't really know. I, I didn't really know what I was supposed to do either because I was just kind of hanging out in Dan's house. And then I remember vividly, Dan comes home on his bike, like very fast, extremely fast. And I could tell something was wrong immediately. So then I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, Archer got airlifted off the beach. Um, but that's all that, that we knew. He's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. All I saw was a helicopter and someone told me that he got airlifted off the beach. So we were just kind of like, I wonder what it was. Like, hopefully he's safe. I just want to um, pause. I just want to pause. Yeah. That yeah. was hard to hear that. I'm sorry you had to hear it like that. Yeah. It's a bit so hard. Yeah. Um, by yourself, not even at our house. At the but I, I, felt, I felt completely safe. I want you to know that. I felt so safe and I felt um, they were so welcoming to me. And it was, they're so good. They're a wonderful, wonderful. They're, they're an amazing family. They, I don't think I've ever been treated better by a family that, that was just an acquaintance of the family that I had come down with. So um, I, I was never really, you know, I, I was having a great time. It was just a normal day. And then just kind of like right at that moment is when everything kind of spiraled away. And at that moment, I wasn't in a, in a panic or anything but I, I sort of was just confused and it was more just kind of like, I guess we have to, to wait just yeah, to see. Like, like, and then, yeah. yeah. But something that I also vividly remember, which is when I sort of, when it really hit me, the gravity of the situation was we went to, I think we went to get some food or something like that because it had been a while and neither of us had eaten. And then we go, it was a very close place, but I remember when we went in there, there we heard a conversation in the background and they're like oh did you hear some kid had died on the beach today and that's when like my heart like dropped i was like no no that's not true like that's my friend archer like that's not true he just got airlifted off like we don't know we don't know anything like that yet so from that point on it sort of became like a sort of sort of a little a lot more serious just because there really was nothing that we could do we just kind of had to sit and wait and just hope that the rumor was not true at all. It must have been so surreal and just awful for you to be around the corner at like a little eatery hearing that right. about Archer. Yeah, that was difficult because, and I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't believe it for a second just cause you, you, I just like couldn't, I just kind of just wouldn't. I was like, no, no, that's like, that's not true. Like 
like that that's not true like he's he's like gotta be all right and it wasn't it was weird it it was such a surreal moment that like me and and dan weren't like we weren't very we weren't hysteric we were sort of just kind of just waiting to get like some solid pieces because we were hearing like hearsay like dan i guess heard about the heli like the helicopter and then we had go in and hear another sort of rumor so obviously we're going to be told at some point what it is but that kind of waiting period of waiting for somebody to have like to to tell if he's if he's okay like yeah like tell us like what's going on yeah just not having solid information just little pieces here and there and looking for something that that is um yes solid it's a that's exactly it when everything's so confusing and up in the air I am blessed to introduce you to Archer's dear friend, Dan Giannoscoli. Danny is actually our whole family's friend because he has grown up with our daughter Paula and our four boys for many, many summers, like about 14 or 15 summers in Cape May together. We are neighbors in West Cape May. Welcome to Blink of an Eye. Thank you for having me. You know, I didn't know Danny until recently and working on the podcast and talking to others and looking back on different messages and so forth, that you were on the beach August the 5th when Archer was injured. And I, I want to just ask if you're willing to go back and take a look at that day and what that was like, what was happening. and. Um, probably start by also just thanking you for being such a good friend. I know you and Archer have had many, many a wonderful time together. And I thank you vicariously as his mom uh, for that kind of friendship. I think any mom is really filled with gratitude when her children have good, solid, loving friends. And you are one of, you are one of those friends. So I can only imagine, um, as we look back five years later, uh, what it may have been like for you, but I don't know. So I, I won't imagine. We will we'll find out. You were on the beach, is that, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I could run you through um, kind of my day um, on August 5th, 2015. Um, so Archer obviously was working that day at the beach club. Um, and then his buddy, Parker Mitchell was down, I believe. Um, and then, yeah, so we were, we were all hanging out. I wasn't working that day. I had realized um, Archer was working. Parker was just at uh, your house. So we were hanging out and then we decided to vis- visit the beach club sometime in the afternoon, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but yeah, so we biked over there and then I remember we got to the beach. We walked, we um, got on the beach, walked up to the lifeguard stand I believe that was James and Davis who were working that day at the stand. Um, and maybe Davis was, was just out there. I'm not, not sure. But James and Davis yeah. I believe were there. Yeah. Both um, and then so we were hanging out the stand. And then we had been texting Archer. He was going to come out and meet us out there and just say what's up and, and come for a swim and just just say hi. Because me and Parker had just gotten to the beach. So um, I think we were there for about 20 minutes. And then Archer had taking a break or something and came out from the kitchen um, onto the beach. 
And then, um, yeah, I think uh, Archer kind of just took some of his clothes off, got in the water, and then James Schmucker was already in the water, I believe, at the time. And then um, I really, I think that the injury just happened on the first dive when Archer went under. And then, um, I mean, it, it all just happened so fast. It was pretty incredible, um, very surreal moment, but. Yeah, and then I just remember um, I was talking to Davis at the lifeguard stand because I was still at the lifeguard stand. I was not in the water yet. Um, so it was me and Davis at the lifeguard stand. James was in the water with Archer. And then um, I remember uh, Davis kind of pointing at Arch, um, seeing that he's kind of floating or not moving or something, and then telling James to go go over, swim over, and check him out um, like right away and see what's up because he doesn't, he doesn't really look okay. Like, um. And then James swam over, and then as he got closer and closer, we realized that Arch was not okay. Um, you could just tell by the body language of James, I guess. Um, so then after that, James eventually uh, pulled him out of the water and then onto the beach, and Davis Davis called it in and, and, um, and ran over and helped James out. And then, yeah, so he called it in, and I remember the Cape May Beach Patrol coming in. Um, probably a few minutes late, later, time's definitely a little fuzzy. It was all, I'm sure it was, this was all probably a matter of, um, you know, like Archer first getting in the water and then from beach patrol arriving, probably a matter of like 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes. Um, but it happened so fast. It felt really fast. I think I talked to you after Archer was injured also. I'm pretty certain I remember talking to you on the beach. Um, I believe the first call didn't go through, but I remember talking to to someone on the beach because I remember I called you guys after I'd learned where he was going. So I want to introduce you to our good friend, James Schmunker. James was Archer's, is Archer's friend, who saved Archer's life. And for that reason alone, you will always have a place in our hearts. And I know you have a place, a deep place in Archer's heart. Yes. And it always has been on my mind when I think about that day, James, where I believed it was some kind of divine inspiration that you saved Archer. And I was curious and I'm just so happy to have this time to ask you what was on your mind? What what happened that day? Did you was it was it divinely inspired? Did you have like a whisper or how did you know and make sense of it? Or what was going on? Um it just felt like a an average day for me just um it was hot so i took um many many dips in the water that day just being there swimming around and um archer came down to the beach after he got done his shift i believe and uh we decided to go in the water and i made it in the water before him because all i had on was board shorts and he had to take his, like his shirt, shoes off. So I entered the water like uh, 45 seconds or so before him, put uh, swim fins on and 
just swam out. And then um, the next thing I know, I'm just just like looking around uh, and uh, looking for Archer. And I just see him face down in the water. So I yelled out to him a couple times and got no response from him. So I swam over and rolled him over. And uh, when I rolled him over, he was conscious. And like I could see like the look in his eye, like, like I'm, I'm messed up right now. Help me. And uh, I proceeded just to swim him in and talking to him in and out of consciousness during like through the swim back to back to land and um got him to land pulled him out of the water and uh yelled to the other lifeguard davis that uh he needs to radio the ama beach patrol and call 911 so we have a problem and uh i remember rolling archer onto his side and moving his arm up so he could um throw up uh, seawater that he swallowed. And then, um, like right after maybe the second time he threw up, uh, the beach patrol was like right next to him, there to help. And then that's really all I remember from that. Happened fast. Yeah, very fast. So when you were out there and then you were, were looking for Archer and you called to him, um, what was going on in your, in your mind? Um, at first I thought he was like joking around with me or something just because, I don't know, that's what I thought at first, but like I was swimming to him while I was saying that, but like I wasn't moving very fast at that point. And like I could see like half of his head, like the back of his head was out of the water. So like if I'm yelling at him from there, like, I think he would have heard me. Um, right when he didn't answer right there, I just swam basically as fast as I could over to him, rolled him over. He was about chest deep maybe, waist chest deep. I asked him a few times if he was messing around and he said, no, I can't move. Like I, he told me he thought he was paralyzed and I was just thought like, oh shit. Like, I gotta, I gotta get him out of the water now, you know? I remember trying to like keep a conversation with him just to conversate through, you know what I mean? Make it feel like it's like time will go faster for him, you know, and I'm talking to him, but I remember him losing consciousness and like his eyes just like rolling in the back of his head. And I saw that and I was like, all right, well, gotta swim faster now. He's you know, it's out right now. It's not good. It's not good to be out in the water, you know. Did you, did you think out. he might die? No. 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 But, How, I mean, if that happened again and I was in the same situation, I probably would think yes. Mm. Yeah. And um, part of that, uh, just didn't want to think, believe that he was dying. Your friend. Yeah, close friend. 
what what was it like at at the beach club with the hella vac and the five minutes after and you're still being on the beach i have i have no sense of that yet yeah um very hectic i would describe it as um i remember um right when he was pulled out of the water him and davis um were the first ones carrying to him on the on the beach um and then i remember um some local club members like uh some parents kind of tried to chime in and give um some like good advice about um like how to position his body and um precautions in the area of like a neck injury um and then that was before beach patrol arrived they arrived and then they took took it over completely um and eventually transported him to the helicopter but it was it was definitely hectic very surreal and um the fact that he was like one of my closest it was one of my closest friends who was was getting injured and I was um I mean I was kind of just on the sidelines there wasn't really anything I could do and then I was like oh I need to call the sense um so I was like the first thing I guess that almost snapping back into reality I guess just seeing him pulled out of the water just completely limp really um and then trying to overhear these people on the beach um like if they had heard him talk or if he was conscious or if they heard him move if he could move any limbs or just um not knowing the what was going to happen or the results oh, it was really scary um i mean yeah it was it was super scary and then the closer james got the more i mean we all realized it was a very serious situation like right when we saw him but sorry you had to witness that as his good friend yeah, it was it was uh it was terrible. And but I didn't want to interfere so I didn't go I never got within probably um twenty yards of Archer um on the ground. I remember the it, it was like a buzz um at the beach kind of everyone um realized something very serious was happening and then you could hear the beach the beach patrol coming down as well. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough to th think back on. Like, it's it's just very like it's a day that I'll obviously never forget. Just because, like, it just kind of it's one of those moments that just replays. Like, you know where you are, and you know, it's how it's almost how much I didn't know is kind of the feeling that 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 I'm reminded of. It's just feeling like completely helpless. Like, you don't even know what's going on. Like, I I just had no idea what I was supposed to do. So it's just kind of wait and just like hope and pray. Like, it just happened. Like just the quickness of it and the fact that like in just one moment like it just changes a lot like that it's hard to it's hard to say with sometimes it is i mean most of the time because it just feels like i mean if one it, i think about it a lot is like if one it almost feels like if one little thing was different you know a different second it's just like you know different outcome but i guess that's that's one part of my healing process is just trying to understand that like it's an accident and and that I'm just thankful that he's alive and thankful that I still like like have my friend like with me on this earth like that was the scariest part of after is just like hoping like I don't care what happens to me I just want him to stay alive like that was that was definitely the hardest part I mean Davis could have been could have been up at the bar bartending that day and I could have had another life birth that may have been new or something like that and they just they could have not known what to do yeah 
heard what to say on the radio. Right. Well, James, I, I could say this a million times and we'll never ever get old for me. You know, you know what yeah. you mean to our family. Absolutely. We're so grateful. You saved Archer's life. Yeah. And he told you so. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I do. When, yeah, when you came to the hospital. Yeah, he spelled it out. He did. On a, uh, it was like a whiteboard with uh, sticky letters on it or something. Yeah, we got it at the pharmacy because he could only communicate by blinking his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And you were standing right there, and he, uh, and that system was quite rudimentary because it was only on the day after a surgery. Yeah, it was new. It was really new. And you spelled out Y O U S A V E and then I just remember you didn't move D and he continued to the whole sentence M Yeah Y L I M. And he looked at you and you looked at him and you leaned into him and we lifted up Archer's arms to place around you in a hug. Do you remember that? Kind of, yeah. Because he obviously didn't have the ability. Yeah, I remember going in for the hug. It was nice. It was nice to see him alive. Yeah. Because I remember hearing, I don't know, what was true, what was not, but I remember hearing like going into like cardiac arrest like a few times, like on the way to the hospital, in, like a in the helicopter, like in and out and stuff. So like I had no I had no idea like if he was like okay or stable or like how he was, you know. Right. I was just like being told information. I was tired, but like what you know, what's true, like you know. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to believe any of it, really, you know? Yes. I just wanted to think, like, nice fun. Right. We all do, don't we? Yeah. And and you, you're a questioner. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, yeah, to actually be able to be there and see with your own eyes. Yeah. It yeah, was that was... nice to see he was alive. Yeah. So, was, it a, was there a period of time for you when it was, he'll be fine, or was it something else? Um, just uh, visiting seeing him actually being able to see him in his condition. Um, and you came back a yeah. couple times over yeah. the course of a number of months. Yes. And uh, that helped because just seeing seeing his situation or whatever just made me um, come to terms that probably was not going to be able to walk through. And uh, that was like the best best way for me to like, fully understand that was just to see it, you know. Because like I would, I always, not always thought, but for a while I did think that um, he would get maybe like surgery or something like that, and then like a bunch of physical therapy, and maybe be able to walk again or maybe some years, but you know. But. Uh, after being there and one of the a few of the physical therapy meetings I guess and just visitations I kind of just realized that probably is not going to be able to 
to walk in here. Um, those injuries are a big deal. Some of those accidents, people don't, they don't come out alive. So I, I remember something else back to high school that was uh, enormously significant uh, for Archer. Um, and maybe you can give the perspective that you had as a, as a main player. When he missed his junior year and we were getting him back into his senior year and you all had the Archer Strong jerseys. Do you remember all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so tell us about that. What was that like for that team? And then what happened that season, et cetera? You know, the team that Archer loved um, and played for yeah. right alongside you. Uh, I have my, my plaque should be in here somewhere. I still have the national championship or, or our championship plaque with uh, Archer right in the middle surrounded by us. I don't know if it's within an arm's reach, but yeah, that was the most special team that I've ever played on because we were doing it for something that was bigger than us. We were doing it for Archer. And I think that that made it entirely more special when we won it, but also the fight for it became that much more of a fight. It's like every game we're going in, like we're doing this for Archer. Like we are winning this championship for Archer, like do it because he can't. Archer being at the games, I mean, I mean, if he, when he's there watching you, like, you just want to do it for him. And winning the championship game and surrounding him, like, that's, there's not much of a, you don't get that feeling really ever. Our, both of our families were, um, I'd say, pretty, you know, like sports or activities oriented, a lot of boys. Um, so we both definitely indulged in the backyard sports. Yeah, definitely. It was fun, definitely. I, I think that was the summer when we got into croquet. Um, so we found the, the mallets in your shed, I believe. And then we started playing in your yard. Um, great yard for it. Perfect little square, flat backyard, by the way. Um, but yeah, we played a lot of croquet in the backyard. A lot of um, Monopoly, too. It's uber competitive about Monopoly. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, just hanging out, just... Just being being able to bike over to each other's house, um, whatever, whichever one it might be, and just being able to pop in and say what's up, and yeah, just like treat like treat the other house like like uh, like family, uh, yeah. and you're always welcome, and there's always fun to be had. I guess it was it was a good summer, definitely. Yeah, gosh, you and Archer um, had had so many uh, <laughs> days and nights being outside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Playing croquet or riding bikes around or you know what I mean, going on a walk, get some ice cream, going to scoops, stuff like that, you know. Did it change your life at all? Something that I still think about, you know. I mean, I guess it's a it's a chance to like strengthen friendship um, and strengthen the bonds. I guess with what you have between like two buddies or their families at whole. I would say that uh, that experience it's just made me a lot more empathetic. It kind of bring brought reality to my life at a 17 year old age because like coming up through McDonough, you know, I I never really had 
I didn't have a, I had a great childhood, great experience. You know, I never really had many traumatic things happen. Definitely not to somebody that I was in such close proximity. So afterwards it was, it was really hard for me just to, it was really hard for me to talk about it to anyone just because, I mean, obviously everyone was talking about it, but um, I didn't really want to like share my viewpoint like that because, or share my experience because I, I didn't really know what, what to do with my experience. Like I didn't really know how, how I felt about how I fit into the puzzle because I would go back a lot of times and say like, you know, if I wasn't there, like things like that. And then, but for me now that I've just become older and, and things that have gone in the world, things that have gone on in my family, coping for me is just, I just appreciate things so much more. And, and I have a, so much, so much more of a grip on how beautiful life is and how, and how moments can go from being how you think they're going to be forever to changing in an instant and dealing with that so young and being so naive I didn't really know how to go about it so I sort of just kind of shut it out and internalized it you know as a man I just realized that you know life happens in so many different ways and it's it's kind of what we do after the fact and how we live on rather than how we go about the process like the the after I think is has been the most important to me trying to just you know be there for him and that there's time to to heal there's time to get better there's time to work on things you can move forward thank you absolutely thank you well thank you for being a being a part of that absolutely You've got some important pieces in that puzzle. Take care, my sweet friend. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode. We have one more bonus interview coming up in two weeks, and then we'll be jumping in to season two. If you'd like to hear more interviews, you can join our Patreon community, where we'll be sharing a new interview there every month. Find out more at www.patreon.com slash blink of an eye pod. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye, We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.